Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Couch Critics. I am your host, Easton Moore. With me is my practical co-host, Trevor. Yo, 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 what's up, people? It's not the mood of this movie at all, but we'll take it. It's the mood of me and my theater pizza. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and then we also have the all-time guest, Tristan. I'm back. Yep, she is back, I guess, after your one-week hiatus from uh, Malcolm and Marie. Yep. Um, so... I don't. We don't really have too much movie news unless you were a uh, Last of Us fan and you saw the casting of or Borderlands or Borderlands, which it was just Kevin Hart. I didn't see anything else. Jack Black is Claptrap. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, Kevin Hart is Roland, which I don't know how gotcha. I feel about. Yeah, but anyway. so video game movie news then. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit going around, um, and then of course some shifting stuff with. Uh, the Mandalorian with uh, that lady. I can't think of her name, but not being with the Mandalorian anymore, but um, not really a whole lot. Something. Yeah. Gina something. I mean, I guess I could probably, I mean, figure it out. I mean, it's not, not, uh, she's not part of the Mandalorian anymore. So is it really worth it? (laughs) Um, but so we'll just go straight into the movie of the week. Um, we were actually going to do, uh, Minari, if I believe that's we the supposed to pronounce pronunciation of mm-hmm. that movie. Um, but it's in the, it came out in theaters on the 12th, but not near us. So we can't do it. <laughs> it's not uh, on digital or streaming. It's just on movie release for the next two weeks. Uh, it is supposed to be on digital um, in two weeks from now. So I guess we, we might go to that in two weeks if there's nothing else kind of new. Um, because I think we're really, at least I'm really excited to see that one. I know Tristan is. Um, What's that? Minari is the one that has Glenn from The Walking Dead, and they're a mm, oh, Korean yeah. um, yes, I do migrated family, and uh, mm-hmm. they're trying to start a farm in America. And it looks really interesting. It's getting a lot of uh, heavy movie buzz. It was kind of a smaller movie, and it's people have seen it for like the past four months, and uh, you kind of have to be in the right areas to watch that. And apparently, even now, you have to be in a select area because um, it wasn't at AMC and our Regal slash Warren theaters are all closed right now because of COVID. So nonetheless, we are going to do a different movie than what we had planned, but we're going to do The World to Come. Uh, It was kind of between this and Land uh, because we were trying to do a a theater movie. The only other movie would have been a movie that came out last week, which is Judas and the Black Messiah, which... Trevor watched, uh, but we haven't gotten around to watch yet, um, which I, I think he said he liked it a lot. So I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll, not an official recommendation, since we're not talking about that. But yeah, if you get a chance, I definitely recommend watching it. It was good. Yeah. Um, so we decided to do this movie. If you don't know anything about the movie, uh, this is based in the 1850s um in some sort of midwest like northern midwest or maybe the dakotas i never got a specific state but closest yeah. to well, maybe I think it's maybe illinois north uh, yeah northeast because they said semi, west to ohio yeah semi close to the ohio area that's what i was saying maybe dakotas maybe illinois somewhere in that the dakotas the dakotas are west of ohio yeah and they're gonna go west to ohio Oh, oh, gotcha. I thought you were saying, (laughs) I thought they said they were west of Ohio. Oh, I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Nonetheless, I just, they're in a uh, colder climate over Mm -hmm. the winter and then. um, Emphasis on the cold. Yes. Good gracious. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so it's based in that time. um, And this one family is just kind of barely surviving or, I mean, they have a decent farm um, and then another family kind of moves in semi-close and is leasing out uh, this property or renting out this property. um, And the two wives become extremely close. um, And that is the premise of the movie. Um, And so if that sounds interesting, just kind of a period piece of the 1950s or 1850s, uh, then maybe this is interesting. Or if you don't give two craps about that time period (laughs) and it's basically just a drama, there's nothing else really to it. There's no action. There's no, suspense or i mean it's just a drama period piece 
um, with some romance in there. So if that's not your cup of tea, then this probably isn't your movie. Um, it's, I think it's definitely, it has to be up your alley for you to yeah. enjoy this movie. Um, but nonetheless, I guess uh, we will go ahead and go into spoiler free uh, review of the movie. So we'll just kick it off to you guys. Would you guys, did you like the movie and what'd you guys think about it? Uh, I thought it was pretty meh. Is that it? That's it. I thought. Okay. I, well, I liked it. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was spectacular, but I really liked, um, I liked learning about like, not learning, but like seeing historical, we kind of talked about this in past movies, but, um, like being able to see what it was like to live in that time. I really like, um, I really like that. It reminded me kind of, me of um, maybe a little house on the prairie, Yeah, which I didn't see very much of, but it reminded me of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's mostly like her narrative. She's writing in her journal and it, it's saying it's marking the days and stuff. And I journal almost every day. And so I could relate to that piece of like needing to, to write about your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie was poetic to a fault. Mm. It tried very, very hard to, uh, I mean, you're basically just hearing her, it's less of a movie and more of an autobiography. Like yeah. it's you're yeah. basically just seeing the words that she's writing down in her her journal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's almost to a fault of the movie. I think it would be I think it might be a better movie if it wasn't um so like um uh, I guess spoken over. What's the right yeah, word? There the, the narration. That. There's a lot of internal monologue. Yeah, there's a lot of narrate narration from our main character, mm-hmm. uh, which if you don't know who it is, oh, I, have, uh, I have it here. It's it's Ab- Abigail, which is uh, Catherine. Catherine Watterson. Yeah, Watterson. Watterson? Mm-hmm. Um And I tried to think of what other movies she was in, and I couldn't really think of anything. Um, I... Look, yeah, I couldn't really. I don't remember. I've seen her in some stuff before, but I guess Lucky Logan and Heron Vice are the ones I've seen her from. She almost, she kind of looks like the uh, Paul Walker's girlfriend slash wife oh. in the Fast <laughs> yeah. and Furious movies. Yeah, it's not her, does. but like right. in this movie, she kind of, she kind of had that look. But nonetheless, I think it was way too much of that. And I think it made, like it took it away from being like a story yeah, to just being a Almost like they couldn't, like it was a poem or a journal or whatever, and they and they couldn't do a good enough job of showing it on film, so they decided to narrate what she said mm-hmm. and try to just put scenes together to fit what she said, and I didn't really like it. But I loved, I did like Casey Affleck as always. I, yeah, I was going to say, I. now that you're like saying that, I did catch myself during the movie wishing that he had more of his side or like what he was. Yeah. 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 Because you're getting just one, mm-hmm. one person. You were about to say something Trevor. there. I, I was about to, and then I remembered you had something to say, so I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the actors, I actually thought Catherine Waterston was the least effective out of all of them. It seemed like her only two emotions were like sad and monotone or kind of smiley. Yeah. I didn't get, very much like and she I, and they go ahead i think that that was like her character though i didn't think that was out of character for her yeah and i i agree with you because they even make a, a point to say something about it where she's like all i feel anymore is grief kind of thing which is fine but it was like even when she was with vanessa kirby's character which by the way i really like vanessa kirby she plays tally mm-hmm. um uh even when she's with her character, um, it still is very much, I feel like it's just kind of, oh, um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that as much, but I, I understand what you're saying as in, I do think that was her character, but also I feel like they made a bland character. If those are the only two emotions that your main character is going to show, 
Um, and even if that's what your main character, like, obviously this is a very grueling time to live in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so it shows that very well. And yeah. you understand why she's so grim. It does a good job of showing mm-hmm. that. But I still think this being a, like, romance movie, pretty much, or, yeah, yeah. that there should be more range for your main character that is... I mean, the point of this is that she's coming from a grim, saddened place and she gains life through this new relationship. Yeah. And they're like, there's not enough range there. And I don't know if that's the writers or if that's her, but I totally agree with you it, mm-hmm. that I, I didn't, I think she was the least actually, I think the, her or the other husband, mm-hmm. oh, Finney. Yeah, I think yeah. he was pretty dull. But I think that yeah. may have just been his character because he was supposed to be kind of a loose, like his mind wasn't quite quite right. right. Yeah. So maybe he just did it well. A little and, bit of a loose unit. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I would say that's probably a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like as the main protagonist, I think she was probably the worst of the film. And maybe that's my bias towards Casey Affleck. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I liked Casey Affleck the most. Yeah. I, and I also his- felt like she like i don't want to spoil anything no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i have something that, to but, say about her uh character as well but i yeah need, yeah we can save yet. all that but yeah. i think that's my yeah i guess we can move on to a different part of spoiler free kind of talk here but on another note um the music in this in my opinion was not very good i liked it it was a, a i i uh i get what they were trying to there's like this klezmer like jewish music yeah. kind of vibe with the woodwind stuff the but the scene that took me out of it the most was the the snow blizzard thing oh i liked that it sounded like uh those memes where it's the recorder that's doing like the titanic yeah. thing and it's yeah. like it was bad it and reminded I, me of the clarinet at the end of don't hug me i'm scared <laughs> gosh but don't, i don't look i really liked if it if you're listening look but, it up I think the music was good, but it was way too much. Mm. It was overbearing from the rest of the film, but maybe that's because the film didn't have enough meat. There wasn't a lot to it. Yeah. 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 And so maybe that's why, but there were scenes where I'm like, the only thing I can pay attention to the music, or the only thing I can pay attention to right now is the music, because it's just like shoving it down my throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And including like the end scene, mm-hmm. where like you're supposed to have this like touching moment or whatever, and yeah. it's like screaming this like main theme music down my throat and i'm like it's a fine piece but is this really what you want me to take away from this scene yeah like i'm trying to understand the tone and the Mm -hmm. the story that you're trying to put in front of me and instead all i can think about is this music that you're throwing at me yeah and it's very like hard not harsh isn't the right word but it's very like um potent like it's poignant potent yeah like it's not subtle at all like yeah just yeah yeah and so well, not not only is it loud it's also like the notes are just so like real sh- well that's the sharp maybe the thing. Yeah. it's really shrill almost and yeah. yeah which is purposeful but i don't think yeah. it fit this very so it's well. like in my favorite film star wars the, <laughs> the music gets loud but yeah. the music like isn't shrilling yes yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not like um and usually it, a lot the the music sets in the background and then rises after this like after the moment happens. Right. This yeah. doesn't do that. It's just it, like it, there it is. It hits the high during the moment. Yeah. And then chill. It's like that's it just whoever was doing that, I think they just kind of missed the mark. Uh, <laughs> but I did like the music. I mm-hmm. I did I did think it was good. I was just like way thrown off by it most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. Um I feel like so this is a film festival movie. This is from the. Is it? Yeah, it's from the mm-hmm. Venice Film Festival. Oh, I didn't know that. My um, bad. it uh, I feel like film festival movies. They they always have a really like, I I don't know I, and maybe it's just because I'm not a filmmaker and so I don't know, but I feel like any of them that I see like the witch or the one about the aliens at the lake that I can't think of the name of, and. Yeah, aliens I, at the lake. Yeah, it's signs. Friday the Thirteenth. No, I'm it's just kidding. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. If I think of the title, I'll I'll throw it in later. But they all have like just the same like vibe to them, I guess. Kind of this grainy like footage thing over it. 
The camera shots are yes. yeah. are weird. The grainy film thing was very off. I got used to it after a little bit, but uh, in the beginning, it was pretty jarring. It almost hurt the movie at some times. Yeah. Because I, I almost couldn't see facial mm. expressions. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think. Because the grain was Eason too high. looked over me at one part, one point, and I'm like, my eyes are squinted. My forehead is like, <laughs> my eyes are like, eyebrows are furrowed because I'm trying so hard to see what's happening. Yeah. And talk about a movie that like, if, I mean, we're already experiencing some pretty cold weather, but. Being in the theater, watching the first half of this movie just be winter, yeah, <laughs> was like blizzardy winter. Yeah, and I think that's maybe the reason that music kind of shocked it out of me a little bit, or that I didn't totally care for it in the blizzard scene was because I really was. I remember thinking like, how did they do this? Like, how do you how on this kind of budget these like film festival movies like how do you create a blizzard like that? That's really cool. But then I just heard. I, and I'm like, what is? I think I liked it in that scene because you were like, it was just like adding to the busyness of in the like, oh, in the I don't moment. know, like the 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 busyness is the best way I can describe it at this sure. moment. But it was just like it was almost like you can't see anything, but also you can't hear anything. And I was imagining like myself trying to walk through a blizzard and like you, I you can't hear anything. And like you, you're concentrating so hard on seeing, and I, I felt like the music at that point like made you feel like maybe she did of like I can't hear anything. I just hear this yeah, blizzard, and I can't see. They sure. should have the overwhelming sound of the blizzard, not a random. Score. I get what you guys are saying. I liked it, and I'm sticking to my opinion. <laughs> That's so. good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Did um, you find the title of that movie? <laughs> no, I couldn't find it. I'll see. I'll see if I can. Okay, but you. You said that about the... You were talking about the winter, right? Is that the all you were talking blizzard. about? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about something else before that. I was talking about how I, I was engulfed in that scene because I wanted to know... Oh. I was thinking this is really cool, the film festival movie, yes. which well, I presume is on budget. These these kind of film festival movies are not on as low as a budget as you think. Oh, really? Yes, okay. yeah. If they're able to get Casey Affleck and yeah. Vanessa uh, Kirby... They're not on that tight of a budget. <laughs> this is sure. this is something that's backed by now. It's a film festival movie, probably because it's um, just a smaller movie that most people wouldn't really be into, and it's also um, somebody's not director not director debut, but like she hasn't had a lot of films. The director of the movie is uh, Mona Fastfold, and so she has she doesn't have a lot of. Movie. So I, I think that's probably why it's a film festival because it's not backed by like Warner Brothers or um, Blumhouse, you know, sure. A24, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's still smaller budgeted, but it's, you know, I'm sure this has a couple million. I could look it up if we wanted to, but um, I do think it's set a good world to start with mm-hmm. the winter and everything. But I do have to say when it comes to a 1980s uh, kind of period piece this really isn't it for me i you think mean 1800s what did i say 1980s, 1980s yeah. yeah 1800s 1850s or you know yeah, around the time um one that comes to mind that i really enjoy that i think is light years ahead of this movie is the legend of the falls hmm. but that's really all i can think of um because i don't know know if i've seen that many most yeah. of the ones i've seen are like westerns which don't count uh to this because that's this is a little bit after the yeah um, when was Western little Women set i guess that's around the same period but it's also it no, just reminded not, me of that's that. not europe i, I guess know. uh well yes little women would be another one that i really much yeah really definitely enjoy, yeah but the movie by the way is called honeymoon huh. with the alien possession thing it's that's a body weird. horror movie hmm. interesting yeah hmm. anyway sorry Okay. What do you guys got anything else you guys want to talk about? Just generally talking about the movie of of what we liked and disliked. I'm trying to think of there. I just feel like there. I don't know. I I guess anything else we can just talk about in spoilers. I don't think I have anything more that's general. Okay. That's fine. So if you, we haven't really talked too much about it because I think it, we want to leave a little mystery to some of the stuff, but, uh, um, I mean, I think we liked it for well, kind of. I I also think it's a little meh. 
So I'm a little bit more towards Trevor on this one. And then Trevor kind of like, so do you recommend it? I guess we'll go there. This is in theaters only right now. So do you recommend watching this movie? I do not recommend it. I don't recommend going to the theaters. I also, um, oh, also there is a little bit of nudity. Yeah. Which I was not expecting at all. And obviously it's females together. And (laughs) I feel like there was something else I was going to mention, but I don't know. So I don't know. I don't care. There's a little bit of alcoholism in this movie. I think. Oh, I really? Think depicted by Vinny, yeah, especially toward oh. the end. Yeah, especially <laughs> so if, if that's yeah. something that, like, you know. Yeah. I really don't recommend this either. I think it's, it's a very niche movie. Mm, yeah. Um, and if you're that's not up your alley, I don't think you're going to watch this. This was much... I really had... I had pretty high hopes going into this. It because, looked, The trailer looked really good. Because I like uh smaller movies and i don't mind smaller piece movies i mean we just had one with malcolm and marie yeah um there's only like five or six actors in this movie at least like credited actors in this movie and mm-hmm. um i don't know it just looked really enjoyable seeing that kind of old set and uh of course casey affleck being in it and i know he's a solid actor but it really did not hit the mark for me uh i think halfway through i was like I really don't see where this is going to pick up oh, to yeah. be mm. good. Like I enjoyed, like there were, I enjoyed it for the most part, but it just was never like, wow, this is, this is good. I I like yeah. this. Or like so, there's a lot of events that just kind of happen kind of willy nilly. And it seems like the only reason that they happen is just so she can write about it or like yeah. it's, or it's like a minor talking point in the next scene. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That was the thing I was going to kind of say for spoilers. I sure. found a way to say it non-spoiler. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and uh, hit it to our small little ad, and then we'll be back for spoilers right after this. All right, and we are back um, from our small little ad, and we will get into spoilers. So if you um, haven't watched it or don't want to watch it or whatever. Or uh, if you heard our recommendation and just decide to keep on listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You can do that and you can decide not to watch the movie and just hear us talk about it if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll just go, go ahead and cut it to spoilers and I'm going to start for once. So what? yeah, take that first time in couch critics history. I'm sure it's not the first time in couch Critics history, but I don't know. Nonetheless, um, what we were talking about earlier with Casey Affleck is I really dislike how she treated mm-hmm. Casey Affleck. I did too. I don't think he was like the best of men. Like, okay, I don't think he was the most care, like affectionate. But you have to think about it. In this time, there wasn't He's about as good as you can get. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. And like, and and he was probably the best of men at yeah. the time that she could have been with. So it was the best of men, and it and was if the she, worst of men. Yeah, and if she had given anything back to him, I think yeah he would have been better. Like, yeah. the, I don't know if it was just, we're seeing a, a her after the passing of her child. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's the big thing that just completely wrecked her life. And she can't. Yeah, be a- I was thinking that maybe anytime she sees him, it reminds her of the child. Well, that, does, then tell us that and, in and, the movie. Tell in a us. movie that is literally 99% narrative and poetic, <laughs> you would have to have something that said that. So I think it's literally just it's either. She's just kind of well. That that's just what I came up in my head. Yeah. Okay. okay. I I'm just saying. I I think if that were the case, and the, just the way well, that the film is made, it well, definitely would have said, said something. She said many times about him. She thinks that he's thinking of Nelly. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why it made me think maybe she just feels like she's a disappointment to him because. Because she died. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also wants another kid, and she. Yeah. I know. It, oh, and it seemed like, uh, I got the impression when there's that that's the scene that comes up, and she's like, his advances have like become less and less, and then she's like, I I declined him again last night or something like that. You know, see, I'm talking about. Yes. He doesn't. Um, she doesn't say her his requests become less and less. She says my acceptance become less. Like she said that it hardly happened in the first place and now they're less and less and I still can't do it. That felt like that was like two or three months after Nellie died. Oh, it was much after it was way after. Yeah. Okay. It's within, it's within a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because it, 
shows her she said that she would have turned five and her death stone says that she was at least four mm-hmm. yeah or tombstone i don't know why i said death stone yeah <laughs> yeah that that whole scene where nelly came in I, it just felt jarring to me like i it, it felt kind of out of place i had to remind my like the cut to when they had a child was strange to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it almost should have been the start rather than it the. Sh- yeah. Or they should have, maybe she should have like, there should have been a little bit more dialogue to tell us. Like I think back to the summer of whatever, whatever, or something yeah. like that. Cause it felt like they don't have a kid and they're eating dinner separately or uh, together at the table. And then boom, they had a kid. Yeah. Um, I also felt maybe like I just missed something. No, no, you're, you're right. It was like came out of left field. Um, but I also, um, I also feel like in that time period, the loss of a child is a lot less impactful traumatic as it is now. And so, oh, Tristan's making a face. <laughs> it's because you can't. We're men. We don't understand. No, uh, I'm not saying that like, obviously it wouldn't hurt, but I'm, I'm saying like in that it just time happened more often. Yes. And no, so you... I understand that. <laughs> Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just don't necessarily agree. Okay. I think that it would still really Hurt. suck and be yeah. really hard. So yeah, I don't, I, I understand like, of okay. course. And this well, is, this is interesting. I mean, just right now, this, this dialogue we're making, and maybe this is part of the reason that's in the movie. This is, we're making commentary on like what it would be like to be back then from our like modern perception. And even still like between man versus woman, we're having just it's just different you know i I don't know i just thought that was interesting that little thing that just we just went through there yeah anyways my my whole point was i just feel like it wouldn't have it would have been huge but i think it's something that they're more would have been more used to overcoming um and she obviously couldn't and that was kind of like the centerpiece of a majority of the film yeah and that we were talking about plot and you know i think a big part of this is the romance with tally but I I didn't understand was was the point of her having a child. I guess it was like what what purpose did it serve the plot that she had a child that she lost? Was it to sh- show like this is why she's grieving for Tally to pull her out of it? Is that what it was for? I would say probably a little bit of that, and also it added to the character of Tally because she couldn't have a kid, mm. and so. Maybe that was some sort of connection like there. Connection, yeah. yeah. How she lost a kid and can't emotionally have a kid again. Right. And Tally can't have a kid. And she does ask her about it. I it's guess. probably because she's not having sex with her husband. I don't know. But <laughs> I got the vibe that maybe it was because the, not for lack of trying. Yeah, so I was just she... making a joke <laughs> because throughout the whole movie until the end, which I mean, obviously is terrible, but yeah. like they never anything so speaking of tally and her husband how about those dinner sequences all two of them the first one wasn't as bad it was still real awkward yeah i didn't think the first one was as as weird but the second one was like super awkward what was and like i go back to like i i don't know i guess that's part of the reason this movie didn't land for me quite as well as it could have i guess is like it seems like there's a bunch of events happening with just like little purpose like he invites them over for dinner or okay. So she doesn't hear from Tally. They roll by their house. Tally invites only uh Casey Affleck. Uh, what's D- Davy? Drury? Dyer. 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 Yeah. yeah. Only invites Dyer and his wife over to the house. They go. And then it's just like, they just fight just to like fight with them or to like, what's the, I mean, I guess it's so we can see, it gives Tally and main woman to have a chance to like meet again. But other than that, like why did they have them over? Was it to, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I think Tally was sense? just, I think Tally was just reaching out for help and it was they like Abigail was there. You think it was Tally's idea to have the dinner? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, whatever his face is, Finney wanted Finney. anybody over. Yeah. I think he just wanted to abuse his wife. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he wanted anybody else coming around. Yeah. And so that's what I, that's what I took it as. But yeah. I, I mean, but then at the same time when she's over, 
because she tries to approach Tally, and Tally's like, nothing's wrong. Yeah, I, so maybe I, it's not. Maybe it was. I also think that a lot of things in this movie happen just because it happens in life. And this is, we're basically experiencing her journal as we've kind of said, discussed. Yeah, yeah, we said that. And so I don't think that everything has to have a purpose in this movie, to be well, honest. I, I don't either. But uh, that's interesting because maybe we're viewing this not only through like from the viewpoint of um, Catherine's character, but maybe we're all, is that? You mean Abigail? Abigail, yeah. yeah. Catherine's her, the actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not only viewing it from the viewpoint of Abigail, but maybe this is how she's interpreting everything also. You yeah, know what I maybe. Maybe. Um, I also found it really weird that they waited until the last scene to show that they had been like actually having sex this whole time. Yeah. yeah. I thought I that like was it, weird too. I think it was it supposed to be like a flashback to like better times or something. Yeah, but it wasn't really it was just a flashback cuz all of the memories are just getting flushed through her mem- like yeah. yeah. And the really calendar get- was moving quickly. Yeah, it's like word, yeah. You you see them together and obviously like they're together yeah. like they're the they're women kissing. yeah they're yeah. kissing and they're they're naked no well they're not naked but until the very end no i'm until saying the throughout end, the yeah. movie yeah. oh they're, sure, they're sure. kissing yeah. they're feeling each other they're off in the woods like they're obviously together but they don't show anything but then at the last second they just like decide to show <laughs> by like, the way boobies <laughs> yeah and like and by the way they've been having sex like yeah i did think that 45 was times it just yeah. like didn't quite fit and it also didn't make sense. Like the more you're having sex, like it should have shown the progression in, in them, the more that they were doing that. Yeah. You saw it, but you didn't know it. Well, because mm-hmm. even with that, speaking of that, um, the second time we see them really be intimate is when they're on the, in the woods on the blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when well, Tally third time, goes in but to kiss her, huh? That was the third time, but Oh, sorry. They kissed, she and, shoved him up against the door frame and <laughs> fingered her, and then they were outside. Yeah. Um, so when they're outside, Abigail is like, it seemed, seemed like she, it's just that, that actress again. It seems like she's pulling away yeah. or that she's like but, not enjoying it. But she says that too. Like, yeah, I was going to uh, say. Tally, Tally says that. Tally says, I feel like I advance and you fall away and then I, I do nothing and you and you, you come. come to me. Yeah. So like she's thinking it too. Um, but it just like it doesn't make sense because how many times have they been together before exactly. this? Like it yeah. just they, they really kind of messed up their their, own, like, their whole narrative. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know when, what happened where because also when it's flying through all the time. You assume that, I mean, I assumed all those times, all those dates were times that they had been intimate. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you don't know when that time was compared to this scene. Like yeah. where it falls. Yeah. Right. And it also felt really weird how just open they were. Like being out in the woods. Oh, yeah. Like if if they had gotten caught, they in this Probably time period, killed. in this time period, they would have been killed. Yeah. Which obviously like wrong. But in this yeah. time period, that's just the way that it would have happened. And you're just out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Uh, just didn't. And I thought they were going to get caught because even there is a moment where they you hear a twig snap or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. And it showed the fear in Abigail's eyes. But mm-hmm. yeah. then why would you continue to do that? Yeah. And also just how in the world were they able to have the house alone that many times? I, I, don't, I don't understand what Dyer was doing during well, the day. Well, my thought on that is they probably have a very strict routine. And maybe Tristan can back me up with some little women talk here. I have a feeling like they have some very strict, a very strict routine. And so when the men go out for the day or when the man goes out for the day, it's just like, it's just, it's his job. He's out and he's just out there until five o'clock or whenever. Yeah. It just didn't quite, they never like explained what Dyer was doing. They didn't, as yeah. a few specific scenes, they said, I have to go into town or I have to do this. And then Tally would come yeah but then, i think like, that may have something to do with too maybe she doesn't know all that he does outside if it's her perspective yeah but he she just knows that he's going to be gone yeah. for five hours or whatever yeah okay i was about to say like if you're literally butt-ass naked having sex in, in your bedroom like yeah. you would have to know this person's not coming back because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't wiggle your way out of it like if you come home and you're trying to put your clothes on and he's in the ha- like there's no yeah. way out of it. Yeah. Whereas like when they just kissed in the kitchen, mm-hmm. yeah. like, oh, they're just close 
next to the sink. Like, yeah. okay, that's not weird. But a little bit of a difference there. So, like, <laughs> that's another thing that didn't make sense is they felt, like, so shy around each other and, like, skittish. But then apparently they were just having sex this whole time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, just a lot of things didn't. I, I really did not like that last scene of them yeah. just flushing yeah. all of that in because it it's almost like they wanted to say that they were having sex without actually having to fit it into the movie right mm-hmm. like almost as like a scapegoat like we don't know how we're going to tie this in but we're gonna like we want everyone to know that they were sleeping together mm-hmm. yeah another scene that i uh think is kind of weird the thing i was talking about where it seems out of place why did they include the fire of the barn or the house. I liked that. Where, well, and I guess it goes back to what you said earlier about like, not everything has to have a purpose. If this is a very like slice of life I, movie. I think it had a lot to do with that. She lost her child and yeah. she was witnessing someone else losing their child after they had been grown. Yeah. Or yeah. not grown, but you know, older. Yeah. I got in the moment for me, it, it felt just like, they had the fire just so they could talk about it awkwardly at the dinner scene, the next, the next scene or whatever. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah, I, I liked watching her watch the family. I, I liked the fire scene as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it technically made a whole lot of sense to the overall story or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I think it definitely connected like her continuing to grieve Mm -hmm. her own daughter's daughter being lost and having that connection with someone and, else like the family not being able to do anything to stop yeah. it and i think seeing um the other people on the dinner table like the men being completely disconnected to the story yeah. and just being like well that's just you know life happens yeah or i don't know exactly yeah, what they, they didn't said. mention it at first yeah she the said woman something mentioned it yeah. yeah but i mean i just remember i mean especially uh Whatever the guy, other guy's name is, I, why Finny. do I keep Finny and yeah? Like I keep on forgetting Finney's name, but Finney was like obviously super disconnect, but he was mm-hmm. just disconnected the whole time because he was being a complete asshole. So yeah, yeah. Um, I oh pigeon. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that I definitely noticed um the way that Tally treated Abigail. Of just being very kind and, um, I don't know, like, um, speaking, not speaking her mind, but just being genuine and, like, actually showing that she cared for Abigail. And I I thought it was interesting because I noticed, like, men didn't talk to women like that at all. And so Abigail hearing that from just another person regardless of the sex it's like not the the gender, gender. of the yeah. person think, yeah um it was like something that she had been missing or like craving yeah, i also feel like every single time that there was more to what i'm trying to oh, say oh okay go ahead but and then i i remember thinking that like i wonder when's the last time she heard someone compliment her and then in the next scene, Dyer said something to her um, when they were by the fire. She went over to him because he was sitting in front of the fire. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, I can picture it in my head. Um, And she said something to him and then he said something very kind back to her. I don't remember exactly what it was because they talked weird. There's- one time when they're when he's sick and she says, well, I'm taking care of you. And he goes, well, I'm supposed to be taking care. I know that's not what you're talking about, but I think it's another moment where it's Yeah, like- but that night that he said that when they were in front of the fire and he said something kind to her, they had sex that night for the first time in who knows when. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought they only had sex because she got riled up because of. Mm, I so- thought it was because of the. It was in the bathroom with that sequence. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, thought I, it... I do like, like, I liked their friendship. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, I did too. I thought almost the uh, relationship part of it almost was like a, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it correctly, but the friendship was better than the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They were better to each too. other 
as friendship, like as friends, mm-hmm. than as a couple. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if maybe we talked about you know this. We're, I mean, we've been talking a lot about how this is from her perspective. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, there was a moment in Dyer's mind where it became like, okay, well, we obviously don't work as husband and wife. The least I could do is just like be her friend or something like that, because he is real chill with everything going on in like the last third of this movie. I think he's just a chill guy. Yeah. I I liked that he wasn't condemning of her and that he wasn't um I don't know. I like that he stayed stayed with her. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the more prominent scenes for me was when she was in the kitchen like kneading dough and he came in and like she like lit up as a smile like lit up mm-hmm. yeah. until she found out it was him and then he was like well what was that for yeah or whatever mm-hmm. and then when she shows up when tally shows up the same smile comes back and he's like well there's the smile i was talking yep. about and it's like all that's all he wants mm-hmm. yeah. is mm-hmm. for a little affection yeah. Like a little, do you even want me here? And he mm-hmm. says that in the scene. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. It, it almost makes the protagonist as like the asshole in this movie. And I don't think they could, they definitely could have not done that. And it probably would have been a better movie as a. Not done what? Make her like an unloving, hateful, spiteful oh. wife. And it's, uh, and it's not like she's just a straight lesbian. Right. Because. She had a child with the person and like, I don't think she, it's just because it didn't seem he is not a, like, he's not like, uh, our other husband that he's <laughs> right. just raping his wife. Right. Yeah. Like, right. That's not the situation. Right. Um, cause if so, you would have seen that multiple scenes when he tries to advance and she says, no, mm-hmm. if their first child wasn't because of a mutual, right. What, yeah. Right. Then, you would have continued to see that throughout. Mm-hmm. Well, and she talks about whenever they first meet, when he works on her husband's farm, her, yeah. her, her father's farm. Yeah. And it seems like she looks back on that at least semi-fondly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And so it just almost feels like it's she's not a lesbian, but you're like trying to make her out to be like, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I really, I, like I really yeah. felt like Tally when she came into Abigail's life had a hidden agenda the whole time. Hmm. Interesting. That's what it really felt. It felt like she wasn't just there to be friends ever or, you know, what just to like get out of being with Finny? Maybe. Yeah. It just felt like she wasn't transparent at all. And I don't know, a hidden agenda. Like everything was calculated almost. Yeah. A hidden agenda is the best way that I can describe it. It just didn't feel very true, I guess. Genuine. Yeah. Another thing regarding that scene, speaking of camera angles from earlier, I was seen when when they first meet and they're talking Mm. and Abigail's like inner monologue is like commentating on her. Mm -hmm. Um, I almost got like seasick. From, from it flopping back and forth yeah. between, I'm like they're sitting at the same table. Just have the camera uh-huh. show both, or at least a wider angle, yeah. so it's not just like face. face I understand. I understood why they were doing it, but they yeah. were trying to highlight the things on the face that made that, Abigail right. Abigail flutter in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, so flutter in her. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good save there. Okay. I don't want- I don't want to just flat out say it, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, that that's what I assume was. Uh, she also seemed, Tally seemed very um, like cultured, maybe. And like. And like have has money. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. Abigail, she's, she even said like. As a worker. All I know is this town. Like, yeah. I like, and, and she doesn't have any other friends. It seems like. She, they don't ever talk about other family. Yeah, they don't go to church anymore. And- yeah, and so Tally seems like this, like wonderful, like kind of person that Abigail might have like put on a pedestal, and so she already thinks very fondly of her. And then like anything that 
Tally gives her, she is almost like eats up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not gonna disagree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got anything else we want to really go over here and say? I feel like I had some more stuff, but yeah, um, everything I have to say pretty much revolves around Casey Affleck. So. <laughs> he's really the only thing I like about the movie. He, yeah, yeah he. Was I think this very, very good. I, I knew mean, you would like. See, I told you you'd like his character. Yeah, I just, I he does kind of get typecasted though. But oh that's yeah, a, that's a discussion for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he does good at it. So I, I say, loved that scene. Maybe it was the dough scene that you were talking about. The dough when she's kneading oh, yeah, dough, yeah. he comes in the house, and yeah. I said, "Did you see his hands?" Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that was I that really scene. liked those little things that they had in the movie that He always came in with But just the way that his hands were on his mm. like knees gotcha. and like what when he was saying like there's that smile again or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I it just I really I didn't notice his hands. What about his hands? It. They were just really dirty yeah. and like skinny. They looked skinny, like the bones on his hands like looked they're work like there's some working man hands. Yeah. Yeah, but like it, so it showed just, like poor. It's just showing that he's going out there and providing, and she's cheating on him with another woman. Yeah, is that what you're kind of like alluding to? Yeah, and it just—I I mean, think I guess this, it's better than cheating on with another man, but I don't think so. Well, if you walk in, at least you get you know. Oh my word! <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that scene really portrayed like both of them. Yeah, in the light that it, I do was okay. wanting. Okay, yeah. I see you. Yeah, I do think that she at least did do it. Like, I did like the fact that her character was very much appreciative of him and mm-hmm. his work, mm-hmm. and like didn't purposely like not like Tovir or not Tovir. <laughs> I keep on thinking of our D and D contest uh, or D and D campaign. Uh, Tally yeah. uh, keeps on like she won't work at her, like she won't help mm. in her own farm, but Abigail is more than happy to do her part to help provide for the family. Unless she's too like, caught up. Yeah. She's always working until she's like, um, doing stuff with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. But normally like she goes out and does her, she yeah, milks she the cows, she does the, she makes needed. the food and yeah, she yeah. does what she needs to. So she's not like leeching off of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I like, aspects of her character but i also very much dislike yeah um aspects of her character and it's mainly how she treats mm-hmm. him while they're together yeah like well and you said can, you said you felt like she was appreciative of the work he did i never really got that vibe mm-hmm. i i i feel like i did because she does say like that she loves him i think I don't know if the word love comes yeah, out. Yeah, I don't think no one. But like no even one ever the last scene, that. like it's like, is there really anything else we could do for each other? Mm, yeah. I almost took that as in like we're doing everything we can to help each other. Yeah. But and he may have been seeing that as in like you really think you can't do anything else for me. Oh, so yeah. I, I it's almost like two perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do feel like she actually did care about him. She's just terrible at showing it or i don't know or maybe she i just... think that sorry what no go ahead i think that um maybe she's at a like maybe like a crossroads in her life no oh. i want to say like uh expectant or like um i lost my train of thought you can go to her uh so Real quick, just so we're kind of on the same page. When Tally is talking in the last few lines in the movie, that's really, it's the di- it's what Dyer is saying, but she's imagining that it's Tally. Is that what's I, happening? I think uh, Dyer um, says what he says as Dyer. Yeah. And then Abigail is like, then imagines what Tally would say. That's well, what I was That thing that you too. said a second ago that, do you really not think there's anything more we can do to for each other? Tally says that. Mm. No, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. No, don't, to be honest, Dyer says that, and then uh, Abigail says, "I don't think so." And then when they 
look back, then it's it's tally. Then it's tally. I think because at first Dovier said Dovier Dyer says <laughs> um, something along the lines of oh. I can't remember. He says like something like super per, like profound. Oh prolific. yeah, it's something along the lines of I always thought that I would bring those closest to me. Um, oh pain. Or something like that. I don't that. know. Misfortune. Mm-hmm. Misfortune, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say anything. Yeah. And then he says, you're really not going to say anything to that? Yeah. yeah. And then I think, and then she says, like, I, there's too much to say. Yeah. Or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, tally. Tally until after that exchange. And. Yeah. And then after she says, it's like we've done everything then well, it's and even talent. then like with this with this conversation we're having now like does it mean anything it, well, it shouldn't be like that it needs to be clear you yeah. know and so like well it's all poetic i guess um i don't know like i said poetic to a fault <laughs> uh, that's how i'd sum down the movie I right finney killed tally right are we oh yeah unanimous she, on that poisoned yeah, yeah she poisoned her. or he, he poisoned, poisoned her. her okay uh, cause he's dancing, cause she's definitely dead when he's dancing with her. Yeah. Right? Okay, great. And we were all on the same page. And he that. talks earlier about, there's been a lot of husbands poisoning their wives. Yeah. And then I guess when he, when they show up to the house and he's sitting outside of it, I guess I just like, I, he, cause he said something about her being sick and I was like, Oh, did, is she really sick? And he's just saying that, or did he just confess? Like, I don't understand what's going on there. I mean, you can poison someone and. There's, they can just write down as a sickness. I mean, you can't really back. Th- I'm mean, back then. I mean, there's oh, no. Back then. Okay. You can't test poison result. Like, there's no sure, scientific sure. lab that's going to be like. Yeah, and if nobody was there. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're going to trust a husband's word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's kind of like those old like detective movies where like they don't work off evidence. They're just like, I have a hunch about this. Yeah. Except for in those you. In real life, they wouldn't be able to convict anybody because it's just a hunch. <laughs> right. You have to have hard evidence, sure. which is either a knife with blood on it or. <laughs> well, this I guess even possibly it, been placed here later. I guess if there's a stab. Wound Do you the think person, that they but, moved so that he could kill her? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I, I think maybe he moved in an effort to get her to snap out of it, so to speak. But then when she didn't, that's he was he just getting worse and worse, move. though. Oh, yeah, he was. I find it interesting that she was very, um, or maybe he found out, I don't know, outspoken and Tally was very outspoken and, um, more direct with Abigail. But then when it came to her husband, she was very passive and dismissive. I mean, it's probably because he's not a swell guy. I, I know that. I just thought it was interesting that she could do that, I guess. Mm. Change. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Yeah, I was like, I don't have anything else. I've yeah. I've talked about as much as I can about. I wish movie. I could remember what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm so sorry. can't, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll do our, our rating or our grades, star rankings, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then... Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and get you out of here. And if you guys, or if you think what you were going to say, you can add it uh, oh, to okay. your star. But if you can't, that's all right too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we've got almost an hour of talking about this movie. So <laughs> uh, Trevor, go ahead and just give us your, um, what you rate the movie Two, two stars. Yep. I, uh, I had it at a three, but after talking about it, I just, I don't like this movie very much. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Three and a half. Okay. And I still can't remember. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, I was going between a three and a half or a two to a, two and a half to three, if I can mm-hmm. get my words right. Um, because, I mean, there were scenes and sets that I liked, but all in all, I think the story was really lackluster. Um, it, like, they could have done the romance much better than they did, and they just didn't. It has nothing to do with the fact that it was yeah. a lesbian relationship. It just wasn't. Yeah. Done very well. I mean, they shined very well together. Like they picked up off of each other and like they mm-hmm. felt good and electric together. But I mean, it was kind of 
dole around it, I guess. And it just didn't really go anywhere. And I don't know, just wasn't, uh, wasn't overly, it was fine while I watched some of it. And most, most of the stuff that I liked was either, uh, Casey Affleck or almost the tension between them two Mm. for some scenes. But then you realize that that was all kind of nulled because they were having sex the whole time. So where's the tension? Mm. Like there's no tension. You guys are just having sex all the time, which is fine, but. Well, I guess it's not fine because they're both married, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, also, I mean, what could they do back then? You, you right. couldn't just marry another woman, so. Um, but and you didn't really fall in love with your spouse, so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I felt about all of that uh, f- pushing of uh, that narrative, or not. Maybe not narrative, but they very much pushed um, and made sure that you knew that women didn't choose their husbands and they mm. were forced into marriage before oh, that yeah. they were ready. And it's like, true. Mm. We all know that. And we all know it's bad. Yeah. And that was just the way that it was. And I know that's a terrible thing to say. But also but you can choose to love that. them and treat them well. Yeah. And a lot, they don't say this, but a lot of relationships back then, they, women just knew that's the way that it kind mm-hmm. of was and as long as the husband was a not a dick bag right. they had a good yeah. happy marriage life because you had a good person marrying a good person now obviously mm-hmm. there are terrible situations where you're picked or married Paired to a terrible person married. and of course yeah that's terrible but back then i mean there weren't really a lot to pick from in the first place and so if you found a suitable mate that they just kind of had to marry you and that's just the way that it was. And it sucks obviously. And obviously very happy. That's not the way it is anymore. But Mm -hmm. I did think it was kind of weird that they kept on trying to throw that at us. Um, They did it a couple different times. Yeah. Um, And it, and and it showed you the bad part, which was, yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Toby or (laughs) Tally Tally. and uh, Finney. Finney. Yep. Um, So it obviously showed you the bad. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. And it showed you the possibly good. With Abigail and um, yeah, yeah, Dyer, Dyer. but well, yeah. and kind of like what we said before, a little bit like, and that's very um, like a modern take on an old, on an old tradition. Yeah. Like, of course, now we would say, "Well, that's ridiculous, and you you shouldn't do that, and that's blah blah blah." But back then, like, that's just the way it was, mm-hmm. and like you said, most of the time it was probably fine to good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Tristan said, you can, you, even if you got paired with somebody that you were like, eh, like typically your family picked for you mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yeah. And so the family would usually try to pick somebody that's going to treat their yeah daughter or son. Well, yeah. So, and so like, anyway, yeah, bad situation, but anyways, I just thought that was very weird that they tried to throw that in. It felt like, right. like a, we're going to throw this in and like, if you're watching the movie and you know anything about history, you know yeah. that, and you could have done it with just the background stuff of, Oof. you know, he was working on the farm and, uh, we got set up Yeah, like, okay. Like that shows me right there. They didn't have to go to the town with the, where the daughter got burned in the house fire. Yeah. Like it said that it went through and like showed a whole bunch of, and she was talking about her narrative yeah. about how, Women, anyways, yeah, I just thought all that was just kind of misplaced. Yeah, a bad time to kind of throw a little political jab, right? I think is what it really was, but yeah, nonetheless, I don't know. Two and a half stars, I enjoyed a lot of it, but overall, I thought it was pretty weak. So, anyways, yep, we got anywhere from a three and a half uh, to a two star, so um, decent to not that great, (laughs) below average, yeah, but still, like I said, I mean. It's still a perfectly fine movie, so this wasn't like a train wreck or anything. So yeah. if the director is listening to this, we don't hate you. It was fine. <laughs> but you probably aren't listening to it, so it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, you know the this director. That's probably the closest that we've had rating-wise for a while, isn't it? No. I mean, we both rated Malcolm and Marie really high, but yeah. just wasn't there for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and do our plugs and we will be done. That uh, rating took a little bit longer than normal. You can find uh, Couch Critics at Facebook at just Couch Critics. 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Couch Critics. You can find Easton at those same places at Easton Moore IV, Easton Moore Four. You can find me at those same places, T Landers Perk P E R C. Uh, also on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Tristan Moore does the theme song and Instagram. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Instagram ninety five. Sweet. Um, and make sure to rate and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the podcast. Make sure to share or retweet on any of the social medias. That also helps out. And thank you to all of the uh, non-Apple Podcasts podcast listeners. I've looked at my analytics recently, and 40% come from uh, podcast websites or apps outside of that. So wow. I thank all of you guys yeah. uh, for listening. Um, I probably don't know you. so uh, <laughs> But I just want to thank you guys for listening on all of those podcasting platforms. And we will be back next week. We are going to be doing Nomadland. Um, so if you want to you know, be prepared for our next episode, uh, that's going to be a real interesting movie, I think. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to be doing Minari, like I said. So uh, you've got two weeks pretty much that you you know what we're going to be doing so we hope you guys go see those movies and enjoy them and then come back to listen to our episodes bye guys <laughs>